JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Earlier at the start of this year, amidst the chaos of the new year, more COVID cases, a whole bunch of things happening, there was actually the devastating news uh, that over in Tonga, the people of Tonga, they suffered through a volcano, a tsunami, absolute devastation, totaling about $125 million. Yeah, it was. Um, I've seen some of the um, some of the images come out of Tonga, and mm. I spoke. we spoke to Antonio Cafusi on the show about it, and he was saying about his cousin, who's, um, who's I think he's the, the principal. principal at one of the schools over there, and just being able, like, they do it hard to start with. Like, they, they don't have all of the luxuries that we have well, in Well, they're Tonga. not a first world country. And so to, to lose the little they do have yeah. was tough. And so it's good to see uh, people like Foose and the NRL get behind and try and help out our mates over in Tonga. That's right. So Foose stood up. So did the council. They came together with a uh, Tonga appeal for people to donate and help out uh, those people. Antonio Kafusi having those Tonga connections over there. Um, and I've actually got the total that they've raised so far. Far. So, council, they kick things off with 10K donation. Okay. Uh, the Shalom Markets, so the beautiful Sunday markets yep. here, uh, they donated 2000 And the Waves Tigers donated their match freeze from the first game. Oh. Hey, mighty across the Waves Tigers. How much How did we give? Good. So, including the sports club donation, the match fees from the first game, and a few shirts thrown in there for the Tonga people. $8,000 was raised from the waves. Oh, hey. So the biggest total they now have is $31,450 and already I will say there's a couple of uh, a couple of players on our team I'm pretty sure their match fees are like 5 grand each so oh my goodness. That was just two of them and that sorted the whole thing but out. The how, rest of us will get nothing. How generous of that for already reaching uh, that school like you mentioned JB that's helping out getting them back on their feet and uh Reese the waves captain he said you know we are such a family here as as a rugby league club, so we want to help out and give back to a family over there. It was the least they could do. So awesome stuff, guys. You can still donate if you want to um, pitch in. Uh, just contact the Shalom College Finance Officer on 4155-8111. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? And special for the podcast, it is now time for our full uninterrupted chat with Jimmy Barnes ahead of Lighthouse Rock coming to Bundy October 15th. Hello, Jimmy. G'day, how are you? Good yeah. morning, Jimmy. How you going, mate? I'm very good. Can't complain at all. What's That's going on? The way. Oh, how's, the much. Weather, how's the weather up your way? We have Crap. chaotic <laughs> thunderstorms. Uh, no, it's full on, isn't it? Yeah, whereabouts are you? I'm Southern Highland, so you know, I'm sitting on by the banks of the river here, and well, what used to be the banks of the river, it's now the lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear God! Or the banks of the river were, were normally ten meters in front of you, and you've had to go back a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Luckily, we're up high, so but but it's, it's a lot of rain. Yeah, yeah That's it's good. been crazy. We're lucky we weren't flooded, but um, we had some crazy storms overnight. Yeah, my missus. Yeah, my wow. missus teared I'm up. Not... She, <laughs> my dog, trying to attack it. It's all happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dog, dogs hate that. My dogs used to run and hide in, hide in the bathroom, and you know, next under the bath when the when the, when the bloody rain Panting. came. Panting. <laughs> <laughs> we, we spoke about this morning. Jules was um, crapping itself, and mine was out trying to bite the sky. So they're a bit different. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but all right, mate, well, we'll uh, chuck it in record, and um, this chat will air yeah, in a few it, weeks. So if it, we guys. say anything weird, we'll. Uh, that's why. Yeah, no, sorry, no worries. I'm with you. Cool. All right. Bundy's greatest hits on 93.1 Triple M, JB and Jules. Uh, Well, JB, I cannot believe it. We have tracked him down, the great Jimmy Barnes. 
Can I tell you how excited both of us are for this oh, conversation, Jimmy? The entire it's office. Like it's like JB and JB. Well, exactly. <laughs> JB, JB, and JH. We're bonded. And JH. Yeah. yeah we're you just, guys. Only use our initial, we only use our initials from now on. Yeah, How are you going, guys? That's, nice to talk to you. That's what friends do, Jimmy. Uh, it's nice to talk to you as well. <laughs> Very exciting. We've made the announcement. You will be coming to Bundy come October 15th. Can I ask, when was the last time, or if ever, have you been in Bundy? Oh, I've been in Bundy. I can't remember the last time I was up there. It's been a long time. It's been at least a couple of years, at least, you know, because obviously because nobody's been touring. But uh, but I haven't been up there for a while. But I'm yes. um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Always love coming up to North Queensland. Always have a ball up there. Uh, get up there, we'll get some sunshine, and we'll blow the cobwebs out of the place. Yeah, well, plenty, can... of, plenty of sugar cane as well, so you could uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe we can set up a little fire for you, mate. We're going to make it do a little film clip. Before. A little re- recreation. <laughs> Seen that somewhere before. <laughs> now, Jimmy, we always say <laughs> that it's like you're yelling and screaming at the cane fields whenever. Which song do you announce, JV, that it's well, Jimmy? Whenever we do Working Class working Man, class I always man. say you can almost, as you drive past the sugar cane fields, mm-hmm. you can see the aura of Jimmy Barnes belting <laughs> it out in front of the cane fires. So. Well, well, you know what you, you know what you can see because I remember making the film clip, and and we literally the guy the guy who was making the clip, his mate of mine, he'd never burnt, burnt a cane field before, and he and I'd never actually been that close to one burning before, and he said to us, oh well, you know, I've organised one, so we had one chance to get it, and he stood me in front of it, and they set fire to one end. Neither of us knew how much flames there was going to be. Neither of us knew how fast it would burn, and no one told me that all these bloody insects and snakes and stuff from running at the other end. So I'm, I'm, if you look at the film clip, and, and what happened was it was like a firestorm, and it sort of started this sort of like a, like a little cyclone of fire, and at one point I was in the middle of it. So if you look, watch me sing in Working Class Man, I'm literally looking around because I'm getting burnt and I'm looking for snakes and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh my God, I'm never going to do this again. Um, but um, but I, I, the good news is I believe they don't burn them anymore. Is that right? Oh, there are still some cane fires yep. and stuff about. The first time I saw oh, one, I freaked out like you. Yeah, Jules came in. We can still do it. Yeah, Jules came in fresh out of Melbourne, and she comes in. She's like, "We got to warn everyone. There's a fire in the cane field." I'm like, no. Why are you driving towards it rather than away from it? And then I figured yeah, out it was a cane fire. So we'll spread the story oh. that Jimmy Barnes wasn't actually supposed to hit that note. He was just panicked because of <laughs> yeah, the snake I, under I his foot. I added that extra. <laughs> I added that extra because of the bloody fear factor. Uh, now, Jimmy, another uh, secret we need to let you in on this show is um, our friend Beck in the office. She actually has one of your alarm clocks from your shop. Oh, you poor thing. So she got it in the office? <laughs> yeah. I've got it right here. It would here. drive people crazy. It would drive yep. people crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Take go a ahead. listen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. That's your warm-up but, technique, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's my warm-up. But, you know, imagine, like, it's just such a pleasant sort of, you know, peaceful way to wake up. <laughs> we yeah. um, we prank the boss and, and leave it in his office and let it off at certain times. <laughs> well, that's a good thing with the kid because I, when I when we got them, obviously we had a few set here for us to check out and my grandkids loved it, my kids. And so they'd leave them sort of set to go without knowing in the house in the middle of the night. You know, and I'd hear them and I'd go, oh, shit. Yeah, somebody's outside. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they're pretty full on. It's not the most peaceful way to wake up, it's but an, you will get out of bed. It's an interesting uh, item. Are there any other interesting items that you have available, Jimmy Barnes merchandise-wise? Well, I don't know. What Have you got some ideas? What, what should we do? Well, oh. we know you've got a, a kid's book and a cookbook. Oh, what I've, else I've is happening? I've got a kid's book, a cookbook. I've got a couple of kid's book, cookbooks. We, know, we do all, all the merch we can. Um, you know, there's, uh, I don't know. There's really. the apron. I've, I've, 
the aprons because of because of the cookbook. You see? Yeah, uh, okay. the so you cook it. I should, I should get a knife set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a, good a set one. of steak knives, like mm. Jimmy Barnes steak knives that your wife can throw at you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not include that on the instructions just for uh, no, no, just, no. just so we don't get so, natural. Now, Jimmy, on this um on this alarm clock we've got here, the picture of it is you dressed up in a cowboy outfit. I've always wanted to ask you about this. This film clip, it's random two blokes in a dance track, and you pop up in the song in different cowboy outfits, bellowing out. Uh, how did this happen, and, and is now, it intentional? What's the deal? Now, Kieran, Kieran, who's the artist, Kieran's a bit of a, bit of a you know, he's, he's a very artistic sort of bloke. He's, he's very good, and he's a mate of my kids, right? And Kieran was, you know, I, I knew his dad. His dad used to play keyboards and radiators. And uh, Kieran was over the house one day, and he said, oh, you know, will you sing on a track for me? I said, well, let me hear it. I'll you know, see what I can do. He said, it won't be hard. You know? And it, he was actually off to America the next day. So I said, just send me the track. I'll do it. No worries, Kieran. So he sent me the track, and, and my son-in-law was, the, was engineering. He went in the studio. When it came, Kieran was gone. And he came, have you heard this track? It's a bit of a dance track. I said, not a problem. I'll just, he just wants me to scream on it. So, he, so they, they pressed play, and I screamed like one of Jeffrey Dahmer's house guests for, for, you know, for, about, for about five minutes. And then they sent it off, and that's the last I heard of it. Next thing I know... Next thing I know, it was on, you know, the Tonight Show in America. And, you know, there's literally, I think there's been like 10 million hits on that song. <laughs> and, and now, you know, I used to, like, I used to go, I used to travel and I'd go to like Thailand and places where people didn't know me and it'd be nice. Now I, I was walking through the, last time I was in Thailand, I was walking through the markets and this kid came up to me and said, you, you're the cowboy with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> so out of it, all of a sudden, out of the blue, this, you know, and I've got people writing from all over the world to me. But they, when they did the film clip, the, the director of the clip said, oh, he said, should you scream in the film class? I said, sure, what do you want? They said, oh, just come over. He said, by the way, you don't happen to have any sort of, you know, like Western gear. I said, have you seen any of my film clips from the 80s? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> oh, so I just, I just took, like, because I live in the country, I took my, my you know, because I ride horses and stuff, I took a couple of hats, you know, a couple of shirts, and that was it. Suddenly <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the cowboy in the sky. <laughs> yeah. It went from being Jimmy Bards to one generation to the to the screaming cowboy in the sky to the next. It's oh, he's versatile. Really, you know, what, where, what have we become? <laughs> yeah. Now, Jimmy, one of the other things I love, talking about versatility is uh, the lockdown sort of impromptu concerts you've been doing with your family online. Mm -hmm. I've certainly loved them. Have you got a sense for how much people at home are really getting out of those, watching you on a screen and being able to share that sort of intimate family moment with you? Well, you know, it started out really, it was just a little, I was a little, it's very lo-fi. We just do it on the phone, you know, we just lean the phone up against something and do the songs. And it wasn't, you know, there wasn't a big production. We weren't well rehearsed, you know, Jane had learned a song and we'd, we'd, we'd bang it down, you know, literally before she'd finished learning it. And, um, and, um, and we were just putting out just as a little way of connecting with people because everybody's locked away and stuff. And, and I, really rapidly, I started to see how it was connecting with people because I'd read some of the comments, you know, and there'd just be like people going, this song reminds me of, you know, my father who died. Because we'd pick songs that our parents would sing and stuff like that too. Mm. Uh, this song reminds me of, you know, my, my, my brother, you know. This song, you know, it was, it was songs that were anchoring people to their families. And so, and, and once, it, and the same as, as the, you know, the, the big cowboy thing, once again, they sort of took on a life of their own. And we were just doing them for fun. And before we knew it, you know, you'd, you'd put up a song and you'd get, you know, Three million people watching it, you know, it was yeah. it was really incredible. Uh, but but the good thing was it was our it was it was first off our way to reach out to let people know that they weren't alone out there because we were in lockdown, particularly in Victoria at that time. But uh, but it was also it turned out being a way 
where it sort of it brought us, connected us to the world too, and kept us in touch with what we were doing. And also, believe it or not, it actually brought Jane and I even closer because we had to really we had to do these things every night that were that were a bit challenging. You know, they weren't it wasn't like me singing rock songs. I was singing Doris Day songs and all sorts of stuff. You know, so so it was a re- it was a really it was a good thing. It was a, it was a really great thing all around, and we really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. yeah. It shows the positives of social media with aspects mm. like that. Now, Jimmy, yeah, it was a good thing. Last question before we let you go. You're going to be here mm-hmm. October 15th, uh, yep. and Mossy's also on the bill. Yep. Chisel collaboration on the cards? Well, we could possibly do something. I'll speak oh, to Mossy as long as, long as he's not rushing off. You know, you know, John Stevens is a great mate of mine. You oh, know, he can get my, involved my too. Brother, my brother's on the bill, Swanee. So, you know, there's a whole gang of us that are going to be there. Oh, oh what okay. a reunion. We could be in for a special treat. Tickets are on sale right now, oddsticks.com.au. Jimmy Barnes headlining uh, October 15th. Thank you so much for your time this morning. It's been a pleasure. Nice to talk to you guys. I'm looking forward to getting up in the sun and hanging out with you. Uh, Jimmy Barnes, he's going to be here for Lighthouse Rockets, 93.1. That was wild. Let's find out what else JB and Jules have been up to. Uh, Yesterday, Jules, I was lucky enough to be the official commentator for the Bundy Cart Club's first club day of the year. Beautiful. So the Bundy Car Club, it's down there just pretty, just opposite the university and the yep. dump on University Drive and it's free to the public as well. So I've gone I'll, down there before. There's some amazing talent out there. Oh mate, it is exciting. If you're into your motorsport in any way, shape or form, you can just go down for a watch. they got the canteen, yep. you can grab a bevo, you can go grab a hot dog. Go support some really young kids doing it too. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really good club and um, yeah, as you said, they're young so I think they're down as low as eight or nine years old. So wow. I think that's a minus a seven-year-old, and there's grandma and granddad watching them. I'd be having heart palpitations, but <laughs> yep. uh, it's a it's a great day. So just uh, check out the Bundy Cart Club on Facebook, and you can keep up to date with it all. But um, yeah, it was yesterday commentating down there at the track, and it was exciting. Mm. I love doing it. Yes, the one issue that I've found oh, that's no. coming up is the fact that uh, put yourself in my shoes. There's about 60-odd different people, kids, adults, all of them, and you've got to try and remember their names, and you've got to try and pronounce their names correctly from what they've written down in front of you. And some of these names, I don't know how the hell to pronounce them. Well, you're bound to get some of them wrong, right? You're bound to, and then sometimes people will come up and correct you. But people, when it comes to names, if you say it wrong, they're like, (laughs) We know this firsthand. (laughs) Oh, goodness me. Yeah, call it Bourbon Street. I still think it should be Bourbon Street. But anyway, uh, so I thought I would bring some of the names from the Bundy Cart Club Mm -hmm. and give them to you. For you to read out, I've written see how badly I go. I've written them down, and I want to see. These are some (laughs) of the names that I stuffed up. I want to see if you can read them. Okay, great. So you've got the paper in front of you. Yes. Name one. Sam Callywood. Sam Callywood. 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 Is that correct? That's correct. Well done. Oh, thank you. Very good. All right, on to name number two. Charlie Dunster. Charlie Dunster. Mm Mm-hmm. You've nailed it. Well done. Oh, okay, thank you good. so much. Very I'm good. on a roll. Feeling good. Okay. Oh, female competitor, Katie Chatfield. Katie Chatfield? Yep. She's correct. Oh. She's not, okay. This is this is so easy. Is there going to be a stitch up somewhere? No, just. No. Mark de Silvestro. Mark. De Silvestro. Mark de Silvestro. De Silvestro, around the corner. De Silvestro. So oh. close, but I'll give it to you, all right? All right. Oh no! Yeah, this is a long one. This this is part of my name, Julia. De Saint suck. What did you just say, <laughs> Julia? De Saint suck. 
the Saints do suck. Oh. <laughs> got it. Got it. St. Kilda lost on the weekend. Oh, don't rub it in. I it was, was just getting over it. The Saints are their suck. They're different, but they're ours. <laughs> JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Now, over the weekend, I was prepared to come into work today and play a celebration song for the Brothers Bulldogs, oh, the, the women's Oh, the Brothers Bulldogs. Yeah. But unfortunately, we didn't win. Oh, no. No, we played the reigning premiers, the Harvey Bay Bombers. They came and, and went to Brothers, the home grounds. Unfortunately, they did win 4-30 to 30 on Saturday afternoon. Can I just get this straight off the bat? Yes. I'm really proud of what you're doing and oh, getting involved go. in this club. No, I genuinely mean it, and it's awesome to see. I got a coach's award. Well, every time you come in, you're super excited. You've had an <laughs> awesome time, and that's what playing local sport is all about. It's just yeah. having a good time with your mates. So that part is awesome. On the other side of things, when your team loses, I feel like it is my duty as a co-host to lay it on thick. So to all the other Brothers Bulldogs players, don't take this personally, but I just have to tease my co-host. It it comes with the job. It comes with the territory. I expect the same thing when my team across the way is Tigers. If we face a tough loss, lay it on thick. I've got to cop it. It's just the way the things go. That's right. But uh, there was something that I managed to leave on the football field on Saturday afternoon. You left it all out there because you went hard. Is that... Apart from the dignity, yes. Oh, you left dignity, you left yes. blood, sweat, tears. That's right. And this sort of started with the game prior in Maryborough, where I realised that I should have worn my mouth guard. After a couple of knocks, I get off the field at halftime oh, last man. week, and I go up to the physio and I said, am I missing any teeth? My jaw doesn't feel quite right. Prodding and holding the mouth going, there's something that's feeling a bit off. Can I just clear something up? Because when, we, when you first talked about going back to footy, mm-hmm. I said... Get yourself a mouth guard. Yep. I even went through the website to find the perfect yep. one, and you went and got a mouth guard. I, I even gave one. you tips on how to get it all set up. Then you just forgot to even wear it. Well, I tried my best, but it wasn't super comfortable. So They're I not thought, comfortable. So, so do you know I, what else isn't comfortable? Yes, no teeth, losing teeth, not that comfortable. Absolutely. So then I look like Collingwood supporter. I but, sound like my mum because she used to abuse me for the same thing when <laughs> I was ten. So I played the Maribor game with no mouth guard, hurt my jaw, decided, all right, enough is enough. We're going to make sure the mouth guard fits perfectly. We're yep. going to mould it into our teeth. We're going to remould it. We're going to make it comfortable. And so rocked up for this game on Saturday. Didn't feel super comfortable when I was trying to run around and catch my breath. I wasn't used to it. So I thought, you know what? I'll just wear it for bits on and off. I'll wear it for five minutes, have a breather, then put it back in. So uh. I put it down my football sock, which is pulled up pretty high. Yeah. And I'm feeling it. I know it's still in there. and I'm running around. About five minutes later, I'm in a tackle contest. I get up and I suddenly realise there is no mouth guard in my sock. Um, there is no oh mouth guard. God! I have absolutely no idea where it's gone. I did manage to find a Band-Aid on the field, Gross. Uh, an entire strapping one. But if anyone knows where a mouth guard is, uh, that is mine. And I really appreciate that because I don't want any more injuries Just done to you, my jaw. Oh, my God. Jules, all right. Hot tip for the future. Yes. Put it in your mouth when you play football. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Scott Morrison and the federal government announced $45 million to boost international tourism here Ooh. in regional Queensland. Amazing. Yeah. Love the sound of that. $45 million, thank you. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so the plan is to spread the money over two years, $45 yeah. million. $15 million will be going straight towards... Direct um, tourism for the Great Barrier Reef. Oh, we love How that. How good's that for Bundy, considering we are the southern point of the Great yes. Barrier Reef? We yes. are your southernmost access to the Great Barrier Reef. We are Huge perfect. Point. 
Perfect. So this tourism campaign, it's come out, as I said, $45 million. And the key regions that are set to uh, to really benefit from it, but it doesn't only include them, tropical North Queensland, the Gold Coast, the Sunshine Coast, and the Sundays. That's it. So that seems to be where the focus is. Plenty going up in Cairns, plenty on the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, and the Whitsundays. Now, um, what about Bundaberg? The, well, they've spoken and said iconic locations like the Great Barrier Reef, uh-huh. Uluru, uh, are some of the big places that need to be on the hit list for international visitors. Sure. They're going to be spreading this big international campaign to places like the United Kingdom, Europe, United States, Japan, Southeast Asia, and India. What? Now, yeah. I am, I'm annoyed. So it's just for me, and I'm a, I'm from North Queensland. For me, did the government not realize the Great Barrier Reef is classed as such a big thing because it is so huge and it comes all the way down to here and it is a massive tourism thing for here in Bundaberg. There's and different access points. We are the southernmost point. It's not just Cairns. And no. for some reason, it's like Scott Morrison's gone, Great Barrier Reef, Cairns. That's it. $15 million. Sweet. Sorry, what? Yeah. So, I'm so a he's, bit... he's looking out at the southern part of Queensland. He's looked at the northern part and then he's just gone, what, there's a big blind spot in the middle. Let's forget about Wide Bay, shall well, we? Well, that's what does my head in. So the Sunshine Coast, they're always teeming with tourism. And I guess they have been hard hit places like that and places like the Gold Coast. But the Gold Coast, how much money have they had spent over over the last couple of years? They have the tourism dollars programs. Yeah. it's um. So, yeah, it looks like Bundy's going to pip out on this one, which <sighs> is annoying. They even went in this big write-up saying about how uh, Bonds is going to be coming. And they said all the locations, not a single mention yeah. of Bundaberg. Don't so, go to Sydney. Don't go to Melbourne. Bundaberg's the place to be. If, International publishers wrote about that. Yeah. Yeah. We've made how many lists of how great a place it is to visit. Why so are we forgotten? Anyone from the federal government listening, um, pull your heads. Oh, no, don't worry. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to hear. Why would they listen to us? <laughs> We're in Bundy. That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. on Triple M Bundy or subscribe here to get all the best bits.